that you are worthy, that you are the Lord of heaven, the conquering King. And we pray this evening that your name would be lifted high in all that is said and done, that we would see that we serve a God of victory and that we would be encouraged even this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. Psalm 98. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. The Lord has made known his salvation. His righteousness he has revealed in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song, rejoice, and sing praises. Sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of a psalm, with trumpets and the sound of a horn. Shout joyfully before the Lord, our King. Let the sea roar and all its fullness, the, ro- the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills be joyful together before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. With righteousness he shall judge the world and the peoples with equity. Psalm 98 is probably a psalm that sounds familiar. In fact, our theme for the year is Psalm 98, 1a. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. It's a psalm that we've said throughout the year, weekly, uh, this year on Sundays. But not only is it probably familiar because it's Uh, that first verse that we've said every Sunday this year, but also because it is very similar to Psalm 96. Um, I know at this point it's probably been like two months since we were in the Psalms, it seems, Um, but not that long ago we were in Psalm 96. And Psalm 96 is really kind of a companion psalm here to Psalm 98, very similar. starts out the very same. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Uh, You work your way through Psalm 96, and it's very, very familiar. You may recognize also that Psalm 98 is very similar to Mary's Magnificat in Luke 1, verses 46 to 56. As Mary, uh, as as the angel has come and told her uh, that this son that she has, that she is carrying, that it is the Son of God, Jesus Christ, as she goes and she reflects on that and she bursts out into praise there, it's very similar language that she uses as we see here. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. Really, as you work your way through this psalm, it's hard to break it up because it's all just one explosion of praise. Do this. Praise the Lord. It starts out with this phrase that we've kind of been focusing on this year. Sing to the Lord a new song. Why? For he has done marvelous things. Notice here that the new song of God's people is motivated by the great works of God's hand. Because God has done this, sing a new song. In fact, one of the commentators noted in in Psalm 96 and here again in Psalm 98, that these deeds that the psalmist writes of, that he refers to, these victories that he is talking about, these are not new things. This is not new revelation. 
It is simply the fact that our God is a victor, that he rules. This is a known fact, and yet sing a new song. Come to this fact again with fresh eyes. He has done marvelous things, all of his victories. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. The psalm is not tied to a specific victory in Israel's history. There are several to which we could point, several major victories. I think first our mind probably goes to the Exodus as God leads his people out of Egypt. You could also go to Babylon as the Lord leads his people out of uh, Babylon there in exile along with the Exodus, back to the Exodus, along with the Exodus, not, not only out of Egypt, but then also in the land as, as he leads Joshua across the river and then they conquer all of these cities. So there's all these victories in Israel's history and this psalm is not necessarily tied to one victory in particular, but it's best understood as praising the Lord for all of his victories. It is praising the Lord for the fact that we serve a God that is a victorious God. He is a mighty warrior. Ultimately, this psalm even draws our hearts and minds, specifically today as the church, as we look back to the cross, this psalm draws our minds to his ultimate victory over death and hell. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. He goes on in verse 2, The Lord has made known his salvation, his righteousness he has revealed in the sight of all the nations. Not only is this a God who is worthy of worship, this is a God who speaks. He has made known his salvation. His righteousness he has revealed in the sight of the nations. Just as the heavens declare the glory of God, so here too the people of God declare the glory of God. They are joining the song of the heavens. Look at our God. Look what he has displayed in the heavens, his power, his glory. Nature itself testifies to our God, as we see in Psalm 19 and Romans 1. The Lord has made it known. To go on to verse 3, this marvelous God, this God of victory who has made known his salvation, he has also remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. He has remembered his mercy and his faithfulness to the house of Israel. I'm sure that it did not feel like God remembered his mercy and his faithfulness when they were in Egypt. I'm sure that it did not feel like God remembered them when they were in Babylon. In fact, we see evidence in Egypt and in Babylon as well that the people forgot God. And yet God never forgot them. He remembered his mercy and his faithfulness. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. His reach has no limit. His salvation knows no ends. So verse 4 really kind of returns back to the beginning of verse 1. Sings the Lord a new song here in verse 4. It returns, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. 
Note the call there to all the earth. This is a universal call to response. It's not focused on Israel, but all the earth. All the earth has seen the salvation of our God. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. So therefore, all the earth who has seen our God, all the earth respond in worship and praise to our God. Shout joyfully. These are joyful shouts. You can tell different kinds of shouts, can you not? You can tell when someone is shouting because they're scared. When someone is shouting because someone's chasing them. Or when someone is shouting for joy. It's kind of the same with crying, right? You can tell when you're sad crying or happy crying. My kids used to not be able to pick that out. They'd be like, why is he crying? <laughs> it's happy crying. <laughs> It's the same with shouting. You can tell the difference between happy shouting, joyful shouting, and and sad shouting. This is joyful shouting. It is shouting that has been informed by God's marvelous deeds. It is shouting that is given voice by a marvelous, victorious God. So shout to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in song. Rejoice and sing praises. God's people cannot help but sing. God's people are a singing people, proclaiming the marvelous deeds, the victory, the salvation, the righteousness of our God. So break forth in song, rejoice and sing praises. In fact, it's almost as if in verses 5 and 6, he's he's saying, don't hold back. Right? Shout joyfully, break forth, sing to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the sound of the psalms, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Again, shout joyfully before the Lord our King. Worship in song aided by skillful musicians on instruments. Praise the Lord with whatever you have, just praise the Lord. Shout joyfully, lift his name. Verse 7 and 8. Creation itself joins in this song. The sea joins the song of the redeemed by roaring in its fullness. The world and those who dwell in it, let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills be joyful together before the Lord. It draws our minds to another passage in Romans 8. Again, looking forward to that day when the Lord comes back, when the sons of God are revealed. When God makes all things new, in Romans 8, we are told that, uh, verses 18 to 24, that creation itself is longing for that day. You see a hint of that here as creation itself is joining in this, this song of God's people, the song of the redeemed. Look at our marvelous God. Look what he has done. Creation cannot help but join the song. Why? For he is coming to judge the earth. With righteousness he shall judge the world and the peoples with equity. Why? For he is coming. He is coming. This is a psalm that calls us to look back at all of God's victories in the past. Look what he has done. Look at the Exodus. Look at Babylon. Look at all these nations, even as we did not that long ago as we worked our way through Babylon. All these nations who rose up against God's people. All these nations who have risen up on the world scene. 
look at all of these nations and see the victory of our God. And then look forward with joy to the fact that he is coming. He's coming to judge the earth. Again, we talked about this several weeks ago when we were in Psalm 96 and 97. It seems kind of like an odd thing to say, praise the Lord, do all this because he's coming to judge. What we talked about, there's, there's uh, context there, right? When a judgment is passed down, when a judge comes into the room, your response to that judge differs on which side of his judgment you are on, does it not? We long for this judgment because we long for justice to be done, for righteousness to rain down. And he is coming to bring judgment, to bring righteousness, and to bring justice. And we long for that day, even so come, Lord Jesus. But he is coming. So sing. All will be well because all will be right. So sing and proclaim God's great deeds of the past, even as you anticipate God's great deeds and promises of the future. Sing loud, for he has done marvelous things, and sing loud, for he is coming again. Sing because you serve a God of victory. So sing a new song. Even as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, sing a new song, for your God has done marvelous things. As you walk through uncertainty and difficulty and pain, even when things are going well, in all of your circumstances, submit them to God and sing a new song because your God has done and will do marvelous things. So sing a new song. Break forth in song. Rejoice and sing praises. So we come to the end of our psalm now. We're going to transition to a time of prayer. And even as we go to prayer, I know that there are many hurting hearts. There are things that I don't even know about, things that we don't understand going on in the world around us. And yet, this is what we do know about our God, that he is a God of victory, that he is coming again, that he is worthy of worship. So even as we go to a time of prayer, we can go bringing our request to the Lord and singing a new song, for he has done marvelous things. We come with a redeemed perspective. So we bring our request to the Lord. We have our desires. We submit them to the will of God, yet not our will, but your will be done. Singing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things.